Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. This is episode number 19. Today's guest is Alicia Parker, and we are talking about launching before you're ready. Now, we talked about this before, but again, it's so important that you kind of just jump into it and do the launch because you will learn so much from it. We also talked about having your messaging ready because that will kind of make or break your launch. But again, going back to the fact that you should launch before you're actually ready is even more important. Because you can actually improve on your messaging just from what you learned in that first launch. So anyway, let's jump into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Today, my guest is Alicia Parker. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. It's awesome to have you here. Before we get started and talk about launching, which we will uh, most definitely, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do and how you, what people that you serve and all that juicy stuff. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm Alicia Parker and uh, I help single moms create emotional and financial independence. So I am also a, a marketer by profession. I've built a career in marketing and kind of got started out in career management. And so it really kind of ignited this passion for helping people kind of build careers and businesses and things like that. And then through my own kind of personal journey of uh, divorce and becoming a single parent, I just kind of realized how, how tough that could be and how, how much more important that is as a single parent to really, you know, you feel like you're doing twice the work to really kind of navigate that and, and build something, build something really, really powerful. So that's kind of what pushed me towards this path that I'm heading down now. Mm, and I can imagine, I mean, I'm not a single parent, thank God, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it cannot be easy to be a single parent and, you know, trying to manage work and, you know, all the daily stuff. How, do you, how yeah. did you cope with all that? And at the same time, you know, changing direction with your whole business. Yeah, it's definitely tough. I mean, parenting is, you know, life can be tough. Parenting can definitely be tough. So kind of doing it alone is, um, it can really feel impossible a lot of times and you kind of, there's definitely this, it's easy to kind of lose this sense of self because you're trying to be mom and trying to be employee or boss or, you know, all these different things and your, your day's just kind of taken over with all this stuff. So you, you've really got, depending on how many children you have and what kind of, you know, how many jobs you have, you, you're doing double, triple, quadruple the work. And what I personally found, I think at the core, it's, it's just kind of the identity that I took on during that time really provided the source of just, you know, hope and, and expecting something better and determination. But I also really discovered that it doesn't take twice the effort to get twice the results or Mm, 10 times to get 10 times the results. And so I, I really want to help, you know, the single mom community to realize you can do this 
regardless of how much, how many jobs and how many roles and you have to play in your life, you can do it. And it's, it's not necessarily 10 times the effort. It's often just a different path, a different strategy. Mm. And what would you say that strategy is? Well, I think here's an example, just, you know, we're talking about launching. Let's say you yep. want to a hundred new followers this week. So you might go add some new hashtags, go comment, post things. You might go live and, and, you know, gain a hundred new followers. But if you were to say, I want a thousand new followers this week, it's a different path. So you might reach out to an influencer or pitch yourself for a podcast or an interview. So it's just a different, a different path specifically for my audience. I think it's first and foremost, really taking ownership. And, and there's a lot of uh, this focus on the loss, you know, what's not there, the, the support, the finances yeah. and things like that. So shifting your focus back on yourself and really kind of eliminating all the noise and all these things to kind of hear your own voice and find a path that, that works for you a little more. I don't want to say self-care. It's, you know, everybody's talking about that, but just this, this aligned path where your skills and your dreams and, you know, things like that, that seem like a luxury. They're actually not, they're actually the, the key to building this new path that works. That's Mm. not 10 times hard. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like you said, you, you, if you want to go from 100 to 1,000 followers, that doesn't mean it's a 10 times the work. You just need to think differently and come with a exactly. different kind of plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but you've been launching. So let's dig into that a little bit. Was this your first launch or, you know, your 10th launch or? I want to say yes, like officially yes, but I've kind of had this idea that's been growing and growing for the last couple of years, which is, I suspect is probably what, you know, a lot of people experience. You have this thing that you're doing on the side or that kind of grows over mm-hmm. time. So a few years ago, I launched a, it was actually live in person. So it wasn't an online launch, but oh, really? um, workshop and I, I didn't have a list or anything. I was just something that I wanted to do so bad that was growing and growing. So I just sent an email out to my neighborhood and just said, Hey, I'm doing this thing that I had never done before, just kind of outlined it. So I guess now I realized I was following the, you know, the, the monetize before you make it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what I was doing at the time, but yeah, I had about 10 people show up and uh, it was just kind of, it was called next step now. So it was just this kind of planning workshop for the next year and very much career and business related. And so the short answer was it, technically it's my first official online launch, mm-hmm. um, but I've done kind of many micro versions of it. Right. In the past. So how did you prepare for this online launch versus, you know, the the more physical launches that you've done? The biggest thing is launch before you're ready. You're never going to be ready. And I find that like for me personally, ready meant I have to be or already be the expert, already kind of Mm. be doing this, already have these results and these testimonials. When I finally realized like nobody cares, it's not about me. It's not about, well, if I post this, are they going to think, well, who is she to be saying this? Mm. That just... I just had to make the choice that that didn't matter. I didn't care what people thought because this wasn't about me. It's about my audience and how I'm serving them. So, yeah. And usually it's you that's thinking, you know, who am I to be doing this? Exactly. Yeah. On the other side, they're like, oh, wow, this is cool. I got a lot of, you know, great feedback of, you know, I can't believe you're doing this. This is amazing. No, just nobody cared. <laughs> nobody cared. <laughs> but that was, you know, one of the things I had to shift to just kind of dive in and launch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally right. You know, you got to kind of jump into it because like I said, we're never going to be ready and it's never going to be perfect. I mean, if you're 80% there, that's good enough. And like you also said that, you know, you're, you don't have to be the expert. You just need to be ahead of the people that you're serving. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. it. Exactly. And they, they will see you as an expert. 
exactly. And it, you know, we kind of think we're waiting for this confidence, this magic, like load of confidence to, to be there. But when you step out and do something, whether it's perfect or not perfect, what people see and perceive is confidence, whether you're feeling it. Yeah, exactly. So, but like I said, um, how did you kind of prepare for this launch? I know you said you weren't ready for it, but I mean, you probably did something in advance to kind of get to that point where you actually said, okay, today I'm launching. Yes. So more of the specific tactical. Yeah. Let's get into the details. (laughs) Yeah. So I, (laughs) I think I looked at what everybody was doing, looked at every different kind of launch strategy. So I was going to do a webinar. So I ran Facebook ads to a webinar. So first thing is I didn't have a full website, but I just kind of set up a, an about me page just so people could kind of check that out. And then I went and set up all the, you know, my a Facebook group, Facebook page, that kind of thing. Okay. So you didn't have a proper following at that time or? No, for this audience. Okay. Not so for starting, this starting from scratch, basically. Starting from scratch. Yep. Yes. So the idea was run a Facebook ad to webinar registration. And then in the webinar, of course, pitch, pitch my program, which was a course, mm. um, which now evolved to a membership site, but I was running the Facebook ads and I thought I could kind of not cheat the system, but I tried to get a little crazy with it and put in, you know, chat bots. And mm. I was thinking, Oh, I don't need emails. I can just do chat bots. It's higher open rate. And so I tried to, I veered kind of away from the system, which I, I probably shouldn't have done. But, um, <laughs> so my, my cost per click and response was getting pretty high. Mm-hmm. Wasn't getting the registrations that I wanted. So I kind of had to pivot mid-launch. So I thought, okay, so instead of doing this webinar registration, I'm just going to send them to a Facebook group and I can just go live in the group because I had two ads running simultaneously. One ad was for a registration for the webinar. The other was to join my group. Okay. Um, I had a really high response to join the group. So I kind of dove all in on that, turned off the other ads. Mm. And I had about 162 people join my group. And then I just started posting in there. I did a webinar live, actually used uh, BeLive. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. So I used BeLive, did the whole webinar inside the Facebook group. And then after the webinar, you know, cart opens and I just continued to post inside the group and just do live videos, reminders, cart closing. And I had a couple people say, hey, I'm interested. I had a good response from what I felt, but ended up with zero sales for that first so I was a little disappointed there, but, um, funny thing is that, you know, yeah, I totally get that you feel disappointed and most people will, but the yeah. thing is that most launches, the first launches, um, many point ends up with, you know, zero sales. It doesn't actually end up in those five or six figures that you read about. It's usually the first one that it's really tough, but then again, you know, you learn so, so much from it, you know, just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think we all, think that we have to have all the pieces together, all the technical pieces, the perfect copy and this and that. Mm. And, and yes, you do need all of those. Like once those kind of align, that's kind of your sweet spot, but you're never going to, you're never going to get there just reading and thinking and planning. Like you have to just kind of step out and, uh, and make it happen. So, yeah. you know, at the end of that, I, I thought, um, you know, I didn't make any sales. I spent all this on Facebook ads, had very few uh, webinar registrations. So initially I was kind of disappointed and feeling really discouraged. But then when I sat down and really looked at the lessons and the wins, I had 162 people that had never heard of me before that were raising their hand. Hey, I want to hear from you. Your message is resonating. So that was actually huge. And, um, the Facebook ads, I learned a couple lessons there. 
um, what to do, what not to do. And that, you know, that I don't see that as an expense. I see that as, as an investment. Right. And I still have this group of people who are waiting for me to show up for them. So just curious, um, in regards of the Facebook group, what kind of promise did you have when you run that ad? I mean, they come into the Facebook group and the first thing they're getting is being sold to. I mean, is there obviously a cold audience? So how was the response to all of that? The response was good. I, so my promise was, it was just a workshop on, um, it was a single mom's guide to life after divorce. Okay. So just kind of my, and I kind of outlined just my own journey of, you know, going through it, how to kind of move beyond disappointment and pain and all that, all that kind of stuff. And then all the steps I took to kind of rebuild a life that a life that I love, a career that I love and, and things like that. So I think the message really resonated. I think I just needed, I I think I confused them a little bit with let's do a webinar. No, let's join this group buy my course. No, now it's a membership site because I was trying to kind of figure things out and pivot and make it work. And uh, at the end of the day, they, I think they were hungry for the message, but they just were, were a little confused on what, what to do next. Right. So that's probably the biggest lesson that you learned from the whole launch at that time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I so, think, yeah. I mean, you gotta be consistent with your messaging because it will confuse people, obviously. Yeah. 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 So that's been a huge learning experience and I'm, you know, launching again for first of the year for January and I'm kind of in the middle of that runway now and the, I've had such a better response and I'm better prepared. And these, these people, it's now warmer contacts. And, um, one thing I did again, we're kind of, we're talking about diving in messy action, going into the launches. Don't turn out the way you want. One of the biggest lessons also is just showing up for the people. So I had, you know, a lot of different people say, Hey, why don't you just reach out? Just have a conversation, just talk to them, see what they need. And I, I don't know why this was so terrifying for me. Um, you know, <laughs> online marketer or, you know, coach and, you know, things we do online, it's just comfortable behind a computer screen and we can have all these plans and we're going to change the world, mm-hmm. but you got to talk to these people and actually show up, show up for them. So I, I remember I, so I got them inside my group and I would click on the first person's name and, you know, Facebook, you can click and record a little voice message, right. but yeah. as you release the record button, it sends like instantly. Oh yeah. So right. I, <laughs> I did, um, I did like 10 to 20 just practices, practice messages to my, to my husband. So I was like, don't listen to these. I'm just, so I kept sending him messages and listening and sending. And finally I was like, Alicia, this is stupid. Just take action. Just jump in there and say hello. <laughs> so I did it. And I just started going through like 20 people a day. I would just send him a message. And, and I had a, uh, probably about a 10% response rate. And the, the women that responded back were, it, it just kind of re- like fired me up on, you know, why I'm doing this, actually connecting with them and hearing their stories. And the people that I connected with literally like within the next week, we're becoming more engaged and active and clicking and right. in my, so it's, it's, it's real. Like you just, it really works. It's people, you got to show up for them. They show up for you. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And I know that you also never know who's actually just watching by the sidelines or just listening in. It could be anybody. I mean, it's not yeah. uncommon that, you know, you have like a handful of people that's keep being engaged in a group. And then it's like uh, the rest of the 90% of people just kind of sit by and just watch the stuff and you kind of dig into it, but you never know. Yeah. 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 All right. So you launched and it didn't go as you planned. 
and you learned some lessons. So what are you yeah. doing now to improve on to the next launch? Because you said you're launching in January. So what have you done differently yeah. this time around? Yep. So I've, I've shifted. Um, I think I mentioned I, so I had launched a course. It's a four module course. So I, I've changed it up and made it a membership site. I think that pricing structure and model is going to work better for my audience. Um, I definitely think the community and accountability is such a big part of it. So that ongoing membership is really going to add more value. And by I've gotten a lot more active within the group, you know, obviously it was brand new when I launched the first time. So now I've had time to kind of share more of my story and my methodology and my mindset and, and connect with really connect with my audience. So they kind of get a taste of what it's like inside the membership and what I'm all about and, and all that kind of stuff. So I've really been able to connect better in that way. Mm. So showing up more shifting to a membership model and uh, actually putting in the time for to do a runway, not just, you know, again, the monetize before you make it method, take messy action. I think you have to do that. It's, I think it's necessary to get out there because what you're going to learn through the action is something you can't learn just from, from the planning. But yeah. having said that, once you get through that process then you can kind of get all the feedback, get all the lessons and kind of put a more well-prepared plan in place for right. round two. Yeah. And are you having, do you have anything else besides the Facebook group and the Facebook page? Do you have, like, do you have an email list at this point or? No, I'm just interacting through, through the Facebook group. Yeah. So that's like the main place that, you know, yeah. you warm up the audience basically. And that's a free it, group. It's a free group. Yeah. Free group. And then of course, once they join, I'll go into, to the paid group, the private group for members only. Right. I forgot to ask you this in the beginning, though, but uh, I remember going and checking out your page and it said, buy sugar. And I thought, oh, is she like into dieting or something like that? But uh, it's not really, it's, that's not what it's all about, is it? No, no. And I, I get that a lot. It's so <laughs> buy sugar. It actually, my friend and I came up with it years ago in a completely different context and kind of as a joke. And it just sort of, it just kind of, it just stuck around. And so much of my message is about, you know, letting go of things, you know, letting go of limitations and mindsets and expectations and things that aren't, aren't serving you and pulling you forward. So I just couldn't let go of the name by sugar, just this, just letting go. So I've kind of held on to it and yeah, but I, I definitely get the confusion on. So is this, is this about sugar, not doing sugar, which is not the case. It's just about kind of letting go and finding freedom. Yeah. So have you kind of used that to your advantage to kind of get the conversation started maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And people are always asking like, you know, what is this? And, and I'm from the South. So it's, uh, it's probably not something as commonly heard or said, you know, nationwide, but, or worldwide, but in the South, it's, it's kind of a, you know, buy sugar. Like it's just a more, a little kind of a Southern SAS kind of a thing, but yeah, it definitely starts conversations. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. You caught me off guard and I was like, yeah, hmm, what is this? It doesn't resonate with the things that I'm seeing on the page here, but yeah, really cool. Right. Yeah. So what is something that you, or most people believe in that you kind of disagree with? Something I disagree with that most people believe. Yeah. You know, there's this saying that we've been taught our whole lives that you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. And just, message of you kind of have to choose and there's, there's kind of the sense of there's, you have to choose one thing and lose the other thing. 
I, I don't know why I just, I've never believed that I've always, it, it like I take it as a challenge. So any, any situation I face, I kind of look for, all right, how can I have my cake and eat it too in this situation? You know, why not, why not both? Why does it have to be this or that? Why can't it be this and this? And, uh, you know, it doesn't always work out that way, but I, I also love cake. So maybe I just have a sweet, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I just think I can have my cake and I can eat my cake and <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. And have, have you used that any kind of way in your business to live by that yeah. statement? Absolutely. I love, I don't know. I love all the cake things. You know, the other one, you know, let them eat cake, but, um, yeah, you know, that's definitely a big part of my message of why, why can't it be both? And it kind of aligns with that, you know, with single moms, how we have to do so much more and it feels like so much more weight, but it's often just this different path. That's kind of, to me, my version of having your cake and eating it too, is find that path. Where's the path that's, it's not more work and more effort. It's just a different path to where you, you can have both, you know, you don't have to choose, you know, working nonstop and, and losing this sense of self in order to stay afloat. It, it, it's not that doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. What kind of resistance do you meet when you're talking with people and you're trying to get this message across? Obviously you're going to meet some objections. What are the most common objections that they have? Yeah. Most people, most people don't believe better. Like they don't choose something better because they don't, they either a don't believe it exists or B they don't believe they deserve better. Like, you know, right. why me? Why this? this is how it's always been. Or, you know, this is just my experience and I've tried this before and nothing's worked. And that's usually the resistance I get is, well, this hasn't worked for me. So how is that true? Mm. But you obviously have some way of proving them wrong. I mean, you're doing it. So obviously it is possible, but um, like you said, they don't still believe it. So how do you kind of convince them that, you know, It is possible. Anything is possible, you know? Yeah. Well, so again, with kind of the buy sugar, the letting go, and I, I think there's there's so much in life that doesn't matter. And there's so much that we try to maintain and take on that we don't have to. And I think, so when your experience has always been bad or negative and your experience has not been the opposite, I think you really just have to like, release things and let go. And imagine if you're like sitting in a room and I threw a blanket over your head and then I threw another blanket and then another blanket. If you're talking to me, I'm not going to be able to hear what you're saying because you're kind of covered up. And so my experience is I can't hear, I can't hear what you're saying, but when you kind of let go and remove and all this stuff, suddenly you can hear, I can hear what you're saying. Suddenly it becomes clear. And I think mm. we take on all these stresses and emotions and weight and identities that we aren't meant to carry. So when you remove those, you start to actually hear your own kind of inner voice and find this different path. So this, when you look when, you know, my audience, when they look and say, well, that's never happened for me, or this doesn't work. This has always been my experience. There's usually something there, usually founded in identity or mm -hmm. some sort of belief process, but, and also just life experiences, but there's, there's something there that we can kind of push aside to make room for something that's better. Mm. You know that saying, uh, hell yes or no? Have you heard the, if it's uh, not a hell yes? Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one. Mm. That's kind of my life motto. Like you just, if anything's not a hell yes, just get rid of it. Let it go and make room for something better. Most people don't have this space. Yeah, exactly. Sounds to me like you have to work a lot with mindset with these people. They say that you should sell them what they want and then give them what they need. So what is it that you're selling 
them on, you know, what they want and then what are you kind of giving them in terms of what they need? Yeah. So I, you know, I talk about helping them create emotional and financial independence. So we focus, my, my program goes through, there is sort of a mindset phase. Um, and then there's sort of this dream phase where you, you kind of map out what you want for your life. And then there's the roadmap phase where you're mapping out the steps and skills and resources and the things that you need. And then the execution phase. So what, what I'm delivering of what they want is more money, more time. You know, it's, it's really focused on career and business and things like that to kind yeah. of meet your, their physical needs in life. But the first two phases are very heavily on the other side, the emotional side, the emotional independence, even though what, what they most, what they kind of most desire is that financial independence Yeah, because housing and education and childcare and all these other costs. So that's kind of that immediate need. Yeah. And how, how has the people responded then, you know, going into that course and seeing that, you know, the first things are based on more of the mindset, then just dig it right into the getting that financial, financial freedom and all that stuff. What kind of response do you get on that? Uh, a little bit of both it, within my group. I, I think because of the stuff I was putting out there and the, the message that I was sending, I sort of attracted those people who mm-hmm. um, resonated with that message of, of more um, and empowerment and things like that. But there's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm a part of other groups that are definitely my audience that are not that way. And, you know, you talk about there's something better out there. They, they kind of almost get offended that you would even suggest that. So that there's definitely that out there. But mm-hmm. I think when you, when you're really in offer alignment and your niche alignment and you're just speaking, you know, from your heart of, of your product and what you want to do and your experience, I think you attract that audience as well. Yeah. It kind of shows that, you know, you've been working on your messaging and getting that right, right from the beginning there, just to attract the right types of people. So you obviously done some work on your messaging. Yes, definitely. You know, with each kind of new editing process, I guess, you know, first draft, second draft, and I find that it, I keep shedding and shedding and shedding things that aren't, aren't really what I want to say and kind of get more in tune with what am I really trying to do here? Who am I really trying to serve here? And then it, you know, it takes time. Yeah. I think a lot of people just kind of put that aside and don't really think about it, but I think it's probably one of the most important thing you need to do before you start a business. Would you Absolutely. Agree? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they say, you know, connect with your audience and use their language. And uh, I think that's a phase that we like to skip to. We like to just throw it out there and which, and I've, I've done that. I did that. Um, <laughs> uh, but then, you know, after that, now I've been able to connect one-on-one with people that I didn't have a relationship with before. And you start to kind of hear their needs and you can shift your language in a way that still in alignment with what you offer and, and can serve, but it's in a way that they can understand and digest it. Yeah. It's about, you know, using both of their voice and at the same time using your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, do you have any like last tips for people who are, you know, going into launching? Maybe it's their first time, something that you either regret doing or just wish you had done or something like that. I I don't want to say I regret this, but with the Facebook ads, I kind of dove in and when I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, I thought I could just throw more money at it and get to get more clicks and more registrations, but instead I just got more expensive results that I didn't want. So I, I wish I had just slowed down and not just been in such a rush to like make it work. 
Mm. And just maybe did more testing along the way, like test a message and test this and test this. Whereas instead I tried to rush it and, well, I have to get all these registrations. I have to hit all these, these numbers and kind of lost sight of, no, you have to serve your audience. That's what you're here for. So I probably would have slowed down and, and tested more on, on the Facebook ads. And now on the, on this launch, I'm not doing Facebook ads, not because I don't recommend them. I actually do recommend them hundred percent, but something that I've heard over and over again is if you, what makes you think you need a bigger audience if you can't get your existing audience to convert. So I, I personally have decided I'm really going to show up for this group of 162 women and, and see what comes out of that. Cause I think what I'm going to learn from them is going to be just as valuable as what they learned from me. So I, I did slow down on blasting the, the cold audience and spending on money on ads. But again, not saying that's the right way to do it. That's just how, that's how I'm choosing to show hmm. up for this next one. But it sounds like a good idea if you ask me totally. I mean, total, total mind shift there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure everyone knows I'm not, I'm not anti-Facebook ads. I actually love them. <laughs> Very much advocate for. I mean, um, they did something good that first launch. I mean, you got people into the group, so exactly. it wasn't bad at all. It's just, yeah, you didn't quite get the result that you hope for or expect, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, how can people connect with you or kind of find out more about your online course? You can. Uh, my website is buysugar.com, B Y E S U G A R.com. And my name is Alicia Parker. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Alicia Parker, uh, Instagram. It's I'm dot Alicia dot Parker and uh, Facebook Alicia Parker as well. Okay, great. I'll put that in the show notes so they can make sure to find out exactly where they find you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. but, um, I really appreciate you taking out the time to join the show and just kind of share your experience and knowledge about, you know, doing that first launch. Um, I know a lot of people are going to appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you for having me on. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad. Okay. So that's it guys. Uh, Alicia Parker sharing uh, her first launch with us and uh, we'll catch up again in the next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.